Welcome to the Survivors to Thrivers podcast and this solo round. My name is Joshua Blattman, and today I'm going to do things a little bit differently. I am going to share with you, uh, instead of doing what I've done in the past and interviewing thought leaders about uh, unique healing modalities and out and uh, recovery methods and things like that, I'm going to do uh, something I'm really passionate about, and I'm going to share with you um, astrology from a from a really a principled um, basis, um, a basis built on spiritual principles, um, and we're going to talk about the Mars retrograde um, story, the Mars retrograde 2020. The, uh, the, the, I've looked at the charts for when Mars goes into retrograde on, um, September 9th or 10th, depending on where you are in the world and goes out of retrograde on November 14th. Um, again, depending on where you are in the world. And, uh, I've calculated the charts for where I am here in Seattle, uh, Washington, USA, um, and uh, the houses, the house system's not. The house system's going to be different, but the planetary placements and the uh, and the uh, the zodiac wheel is going to be the same, uh, no matter where you are in the world. Just the houses are going to be different. So let's do like a little bit of a situational um, outlining of what Mars is, what retrograde is, and um, kind of talk through the energies in the charts. Um, I'm going to post this on Med- uh, the article I wrote here on um, the article I just finished. I'm going to post it on Medium. Um, and this article, this uh, this podcast, actually is going to be a little different than the article I post, but but we'll have some similar things and some differences. Kind of like kind of like uh, a college lecture is similar to the book, but may or may not be the same, and there might be extra information. So. Here we go. Um, Mars goes retrograde every 26 months or so. Um, they occur in different places in the sky. So I'm kind of interested to find out what, uh, well, not only different places in the sky, different zodiac signs, but also different relationships to other planets. So um, I'm pretty interested to talk through these two charts and share some insights with you guys about how you can um, the energies that are present and things that are up for, um, the, I guess you could say the, the greater life force on earth. So I kind of all of humanity, but, um, really it mostly applies to people who are, uh, awake enough to pay attention and see what's behind what's obvious. Um, so, you know, tune into correspondences and patterns and things like that. So, uh, so retrograde, just for quick context, um, since we're all at different stages of development in this, um, different stages of growth and knowledge within astrology, um, retrograde is the apparent backwards motion of planets in the sky. It's not actually backwards, um, which is a little bit deceiving and counterintuitive. Um, it just looks that way because of uh, orbital rotation around the sun from our perspective. And, uh, so therefore it looks different. It's not actually different. Um, 
The appearance is deceiving and requires a broader awareness of orbital motion and angular travel to accurately understand. This corresponds in real life to broader perspective, to a broader perspective needing to be maintained in order to deal with, manage um, the challenges associated with the planet in retrograde. Each, in this case Mars, um, each retrograde period is different, or each planet's retrograde period is different. Um, Mars goes retrograde for about 66 days. Uh, Mars is the fifth planet from the sun, the fifth center of gravity, orbiting the solar center of our solar system. Um, Mars is Earth's closest outer neighbor, um, and this corresponds to the personal need to assert oneself, therefore, uh, and, and personal expansion. Um, therefore, Mars, the Mars principle is about self-assertion. Um, so this Mars retrograde cycle is going to be all about how we assert ourselves um, individually and not just individually as individual people, but on a larger scale, how we as nations, as communities, come together to assert, you know, basically like what we stand for as different levels of culture. What is your family about? What is your community about? What is your state about? What is your country about? So uh, the chart for the moment that, like the minute <laughs> that Mars goes retrograde, uh, presents several powerful angles, all dealing with personal journeys of transformation related to power and the depth of capacities to commit to individual ideals of something more personally transcendent. Um, kind of read that straight from the article, uh, which I think kind of works for me in this first astrology podcast. So if you like the audio version, um, please feel free to continue listening. If you prefer to read it or you prefer to follow along with both, you can pull up the article on, on medium, um, or just kind of like listen along. Maybe you're in the car and you're just chilling in traffic, uh, and, getting a personal experience with what Mars retrograde is if it's traffic that's making you crazy. Uh, and if that's the case, stay tuned. There'll be some tools and some questions for you to think about to help you, uh, you know, hone your responses. So um, I'll just kind of read the next part of this. The something more personally transcendent. This suggests that we have support, or cosmic support, in actualizing what we believe in. So, stay the course and allow natural energies to take shape. What has been building through your efforts and your attention has cosmic support, so believe in yourself. That is, that's important. Believe in what you, um, yeah, believe in yourself. Trust that you'll be able to pull off whatever it is that you're working through. But also, because it's Mars retrograde, things are going to happen um, <laughs> counter-intentionally, <laughs> meaning like snafus or uh, like snafus in the sense of like, um, I'm trying to get this done. I'm trying to do this. I'm asserting myself in these ways. And um, all I'm getting is a parachute at my back that's preventing me from moving forward in the way that I want to. Um, the pattern for the Mars retrograde moment, um, I call a triple threat kite because battles are being waged on three main levels. And this is kind of important because it's anchored by Neptune. 
um, which is a transpersonal planet. Uh, it's this ninth center in our solar system. And nine, if we're uh, going to talk about the astro-numerology of nine, um, nine is, you know, it's divisible by three twice. Nine divides by three and then divides by three again. So, uh, and then it ultimately... Um, it ultimately boils down to the number one, which is about wholeness. So uh, the three main levels that this triple kite, tri triple threat kite uh, pulls into consideration for us is our personal beliefs, our interpersonal standards, which can be exampled by the idea of cultural manners, and uh, what to actually fight for and what to fight against. Um, this, you know, it's a big deal. It's, uh, it affects our way of thinking, our ways of behaving and our ways of life really as a, in a, in a broader sense, um, each level, because it's associated with Neptune either dissolves into shadow or resolves, resolves into light. Uh, and for those of us who are light workers, you might, that might connect to you in a different way than people who are like, huh? What are, you, what are you talking about, Josh? I don't know. What, I don't really understand. If you don't understand, that's okay. Um, I'll, I'll explain a little bit more here. Um, but uh, each level dissolves or resolves into nine secondary levels, which further puddle out, i.e. shadow, or integrates, i.e. light, into 27 tertiary levels. So Neptune's double shadow slash light effect lulls some, lull, will, will be lulling some people to sleep and... Uh, what lulling to sleep on a cultural level looks like is uh, unconscious um, groupthink. Um, so like doing what your boss says to do just because your boss is your boss and says to do it, even though it might go against your personal standards or what you think your company's about. That's in a work context. Um, those who are willing to do their deep personal work um, may experience clarity of intention and a concentration of power that allows them to express their ideals, um, which becomes, you know, represents a spiritual metamorphosis and new expressions of personal power. So that, um, you know, the situational opportunities, um, the situational challenges, uh, at the higher level, maintaining trust and dedication to the intention rather than only the situational outcome um, are encouraged and recommended when obje objectivity wanes. So when things don't make sense or you're feeling really triggered, um, remember that triggers are... Uh, you know, emotional triggers, and I'm not suggesting, I don't mean to imply that, um, you're, I don't mean to imply that boundaries, that personal boundaries should be invalidated. You should definitely like, you know, take care of yourself and do what you need to do and stand up for what you believe in, but also that personal triggers are probably going to be more um, often triggered. <laughs> personal triggers are going to be probably more, a little bit more often um you know, pulled on, pushed on, uh, interacted with. So the more you're able to be patient with your reactions to those triggers and 
sense into what's true about your reactions uh, rather than than just unconsciously reacting, but really like sitting into what um, what is meaningful to you um, will uh, you know be what is to be acted from. Um, so centralizing your awareness. Um, so at this higher level, like I was saying, trust and dedication to the intention rather than only the situational outcome are recommended when objectivity wanes. Personal growth that comes from learning and overcoming is its own reward, right? That's a big deal. So personal growth that comes from learning and overcoming is its own reward rather than um, hyper-focusing on mistakes or ways we've been shut down um, is, you know, uh, like taking the bait. So what can you learn and what new directions can you, what new directions can be um, accessed uh, become, I think, yeah, they become a, they become their own reward. So let's talk about Mars for a second. This is what the articles, this is what this podcast and what this moment's actually all about right now. So uh, let's talk about let's talk about Mars. Uh, Mars is in the sign of its rulership. It's in Aries, and uh, what does that even mean? Rulership is a language from is language from archaic astrology, which, as I write my article, treats mythology as folklore. Um, mythology is meant, you know, in my mind, mythology is anecdotal well it's not the right word um mythology is um dot 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 what's that word that's coming to me um allegorical there we go uh it's allegorical so what can we learn and what can what can we extract from these allegories that helps empower our free will to make decisions that we can, you know, because no moment can ever be relived. So how can we make our best decisions now uh, with the opportunities that we have in the time that we're in? Um, so truth, as I say, lies where planets are neither good nor bad, but gravitational fields that centralize, concentrate, and express power in whatever manner it is focused and directed. So... Pay close attention to how you're concentrating your power and how you're focusing and directing your power. Um, one of the interesting things I noticed is that Mars co-rules, since Mars co-rules Scorpio with Pluto, uh, let me say that again, Mars and Pluto co-rule Scorpio, but neither planets are in Scorpio. Both planets are in other, so Scorpio is um, a fixed water sign, which means also, and I did not include this part in my article, but in modern language, um, fixed water is modernly expressed as concentrated, uh, concentrated water. Uh, so instead of thinking of fixed, think about how it, how energies are concentrated and condensed. And, um, so, Mars and Pluto are both in cardinal fires. Uh, Mars is in a cardinal fire sign, 
and Pluto is in a cardinal Earth sign, um, which is different than what they're, which is different than the way that they're used to exp most comfortably. <laughs> it's different than how they most comfortably express themselves. So cardinal um, is archaic language for modern for modern term of generate generative. So uh, Mars and Pluto are currently both in generative signs, um, which means that there's a lot of energy moving around. There's a lot of forward momentum, um, despite the apparent lack of motion. Um, you know, that corresponds to the retrograde cycle. Like there's forward motion, even though it doesn't look like it, it looks like it's going backwards. So, uh, kind of consolidating the ideas of Scorpio, Mars, Aries, Capricorn, or <laughs> Scorpio, Capricorn, um, Aries, Pluto, Mars, these ideas, it, the it implies the potential for disoriented personal assertion and confused efforts where truth is malleable and uncertain and in some cases has been altogether lost. So it just requires, you know, think, think, think twice or thrice before um, yelling at your boss or before breaking up with your partner. Um, something kind of specific uh, in the retrograde chart, Mars, in the moment that Mars goes retrograde, Mars has crossed from 28 degrees Aries and has entered into the 29th degree. Um, which And so it doesn't actually cross the 29th degree. It turns back through the zodiac. Um, it, it retreats to practice, this symbolically, retreats to practice lessons and reaffirm learnings, but will carry a trace of its forward edge with it through the retrograde cycle. So what does that really even mean specifically and concretely? Um, I looked at the Sabian symbols, um, and Sabian is 360 degrees of wholeness. So in all directions, the edge of the capacity of your senses to perceive is uh, encapsulated in this idea of an ego tunnel, which is uh, actually a super fascinating book. Um, I don't remember who it's written by. Um, but it's called Ego Tunnel, and I can highly recommend that. But um, the Sabian symbols rep suggest uh, karmic themes of responsibility, blame, and the need for personal maturity are playing out in our personal lives and across societies around the world. So what do we actually claim responsibility for? Um, and the degree that we don't actually get to, that Mars doesn't actually achieve before turning retrograde, um, suggests that suggests an attunement to cosmic order and that we listen to our inner voices. Um, but we don't actually get to that degree. So what does it mean to get into that degree but not actually get through it? Suggests that we're dealing with issues of learning to listen to our inner voice. Um, that we, as individuals and cultures, are learning how to um, act from ideals, act from our personal ideals of, you know, what's valuable and important. And uh, instead of just, you know, following 
whatever we're told instead of following doctrine um, and dogma. Um, so it's an issue of focus. What we pay attention to and how we respond to situational chaos are best viewed as opportunities to develop spiritual practices rather than opportunities for kudos from our superiors um, or manipulative virtue signaling. Um, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> if you do that, it's a, or if you see others doing that, um, it may not be the most conscious activity. Um, emotions are taut and tensions are high. There are a lot of feelings to express to societal power structures. Uh, the, the opportunity here is in redefining for ourselves what values to express and carry forward. Um, we've got today's September 24th. Like I said, in retrograde, uh, Mars has been retrograde for two weeks now. Um, and it goes out of retrograde in November 14th, which is, you know, I don't know, uh, seven weeks away or so. Um, and so we've got some, we've got seven weeks to practice this. Um, so just to synthesize, uh, or have a little synopsis of the Mars retrograde part one of this podcast, I guess it'll go about another twice as long as I finish part two. Um, but the synoptic thoughts going into Mars retrograde brings opportunities to harmonize with transcendent values and find liberation by becoming a source of inspiration but also the potential for manipulative virtue signaling. It is important to focus vigilance into patience, prioritization, and performance. By performance, I mean like art for art's sake, not, um, not art because it... Um, not art because you can test it. Like I, you, uh, this is art for art's sake is a theme that we, uh, we talked a lot about in my music education background. I have a degree in music education. Um, but art for art's sake is like about music for the sake of music, not music for the sake of it's or how it, how it affects your math scores or how it affects your science scores. Art for art's sake in the way that it teaches people, uh, not teaches, but art for art's sake in the way that it instructs um, expression rather than, you know, expression being its own gratification rather than um, something that supports another academic venture. Uh, and it will remain up to each one of us to live true to our ideals despite our information diets. <laughs> so wherever you get your news from or any of that stuff, meh right? Just uh, live true to your ideals. So let's fast forward through these 66 days. Let's take a deep breath. Oh, Mars retrograde. Okay. Per self-assertion um, and moving out of that. What does that look like? So there's the theme of the chart in my mind for uh, the Mars direct chart on November 14th is new powers promise stability. So whether Trump wins or Biden wins, that's not really the scope of this art of this conversation. Um, but more than likely, whoever wins is probably going <laughs> to promise stability in, in new ways and new forward direction. 
Um, and, that, and that's even evidenced in the chart. Um, so I'll just read this here, this first paragraph I wrote. So for as many different directions as there were in the chart for the Mars retrograde uh, chart above, trace signatures of several elements in this chart culminate around intensity and the power of new potential. It most broadly suggests a transformative process of trust and dynamic cooperation being harnessed by the noble work of individuals. So what noble work are you engaging in um, personally? Um, it's not for me to know. It's for you know whoever's listening to kind of like uh, decide this for themselves. Um, noble work anchors intuition to re-emerging transcendent values that operate internally and interpersonally. So your noble work, the work that you're um, perhaps scared of doing, uh, the noble work that you're, um, that you see on the horizon, um, kind of begs the question, does passion reside internally or externally? Uh, do we trust our own passions or do we, uh, trust slash succumb to the passions that are imposed upon us by external forces? Is passion a personal experience or a shared experience? And how are those two things different? Uh, for whom or what do we persist through suffering? Um, and what does it mean to overcome? What new realities do we envision on the other side of what is to be overcome? Uh, an important lesson of this Mars retrograde cycle is that we are, in fact, all in this together. Um, and then moving out of this cycle, um, each of us has the potential to learn to move to the beat of, of our own drummer um, through organic rhythms and organic cycles and uh, natural ways of operating. So as we are becoming less of a uh, compulsively office-oriented culture here in America, as we become less attached to our desks and our suits in an office and the oversight of a boss looking over our shoulder, um, we have the potential to learn to the move to the beat of our own drummer. Um, at one level, it requires perseverance. And on another level, it requires resting into organic rhythms that allow for a letting go of what no longer serves us and trusting expanding spiritual standards. So expanding spiritual standards. So what are we growing into? What are we becoming? Um, the integration of pushing and patience, progressions and regressions requires centralized values, which is a transcendent idea supported by Uranus. We each have a personal stand to take for what we believe in. And uh, obviously I'm here trying to, trying to do that right now by... Uh, by launching out with this podcast um, that I've kind of formally that I've had, I've had this website up for, I guess, five years or so now and had struggles with guests and struggles with this or that or publishing or whatever thing that um, I've allowed myself to get waylaid by. Uh, we each have a personal standard to, we, we each have a personal stand to take for what we believe in. Um, Sabian symbols, fulfillment of desire, repotentialization, um, meaning those, you know, I just really quickly glossed over those two actually really big phrases. Um, 
Successful transition from 15 degrees Aries to 16 degrees Aries recognizes a transition to new guidance from passion for something like law and order to creative problem solving that's built on the idea of flow. Like I said before, that idea of organic rhythm. Um, this, as much as anything, requires trust and willingness to be as you are and proceed regardless of a long-term plan, um, which is really scary for a lot of people uh, who have spent most of their lives like living according to the plan that has been laid out for them by um, either superiors or, um, you know, the sequence of the American, the standard sequence of the American dream. Um, so <laughs> moving forward, that's something to think about. Uh, well, actually a quick question to consider rather than the American dream, which is kind of an outdated idea from post-World War II, um, kind of carpe diem and um, even before that uh, Western expansion themes, go West young man. Um, in this direct chart here in a, I guess, you know, in a couple weeks here in after the presidential election, um, this, this chart is uh, all, it's really actually kind of interesting. All of the, um, the whole chart is focusing energy through Jupiter, which transits Pluto during this Mars retrograde cycle and is in the is in the last throes of an old story related to structures of authority and oversight um, before joining Saturn and moving into Aquarius in the next coming months. So whatever dark night of the soul that an individual, whether a person or a culture, is going through, Whatever developments have occurred during the retrograde period act as a foundation upon which to build further, upon which to further build into the age of Aquarius. Uh, so that's a, I mean, the age of Aquarius, the age of Pisces that we're that we've been in the process of leaving, um, the age of any, the idea of an age is a is a great age, and a great age lasts two thousand one hundred and sixty years. So. Uh, <laughs> This is, it's, it's, a, it's a significant Mars retrograde cycle, right? So reform is coming. Reform is a theme within, uh, is a theme of Aquarius. So reform is coming probably later than many of us want or need, but with steadfast commitment to transpersonal values and holistic principles, reform will be achieved. Um, though, you know, it's not like there will be a point where it'll be like, okay, ta-da, stamp it. Reform is achieved. <laughs> Reform has been achieved. Like, that's not going to happen. But, um, you know, persistent daily work. Like, everything is uh, everything's a practice. Whether it's music, like it is for me, or it's astrology, also like it is for me, or it's business practices, or it's, uh, you know, sales. Sales is all about persistence. Um, so... So some noteworthy transits that I wanted to mention for this uh, when Mars goes direct on November 13th, 14th. Um, Venus is in phase to Mars from 95 degrees separating waxing square to 186 degrees full opposition, full phase. This suggests that action from our own intuitive guidance provides new alignments to grow forward with. Um, this full phase Venus slash Mars opposition on the edge of the bull pattern that's focused through Jupiter 
um, which, is in, which is in its own struggle between rigid expectations and cultural transformations, requires us to think outside of the box and begs the question, which I beg of you now, what lessons can we learn from our collective history that we, can, that we want to carry forward? So looking through, you know, as Americans, looking through our collective past for um, things we've learned the hard way what can we not have to learn the hard way again, but, you know, choose positively or choose proactively to overcome before it becomes an issue like it's been in the past? I'll let you figure out what that means for yourself um, and for our culture. Um, so further, Jupiter conjuncts, or in other words, crosses the line of sight to the sun uh, Pluto, Jupiter conjuncts Pluto and crosses Pluto's line of this line of sight to the sun in the 23rd degree of Capricorn and will be in the 24th degree of Capricorn when Mars goes direct. What does that even mean? So this implies new techniques and technologies will be presented for dynamic group cooperation. But despite its noble, its most noble ideas, there's a shadow element to Capricorn that generates pause to wonder whose noble ideals right? There's um, all kinds of technology um, progress being made, but one of my favorite quotes from childhood that I, has rung in my ears for, I guess, almost 30 years now is, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but in the movie Jurassic Park, the character that plays Malcolm, the, the character Malcolm um, says, uh, we were so busy wondering whether or not we could, or you, you scientists, were so busy wondering whether or not you could that you never stopped to think about whether or not you should. So whose noble ideals? And that idea of whether or not we could versus whether or not we should uh, is a theme that I think we could learn some things from for our own personal activities, as well as our cultural activities. And in summary, which I'll, I'll do here quickly and uh, uh, allow you guys to get on with the rest of your day. Um, actually, before I do the summary, I just wanna, just wanna give a quick shout out and appreciation. If you've made it all the way through this uh, recording, I'm really grateful to your attention and your, um, your trust in, and your attention and your consideration of these um, ideas that I'm presenting and sharing. Um, if you get value from this recording, from this podcast, please post some comments and share it with people that you think might benefit from it. Um, you can post it on social media and then anybody who won't and let other people decide if they'll think they'll benefit from it. Um, yeah, I'm excited to do more of these. This was only my first, <laughs> this was my first one. So uh, I probably wasn't as, <laughs> it probably will get better. It, who knows? Um, hopefully this one was a really good first one for everybody out for, you know, hopefully it was a good first one for, for you. Um, so in summary, uh, the main idea coming through Mars retro, this Mars retrograde cycle is accepting individual responsibility for what we believe in regardless of our individual or current circumstances. Meaning, you don't have to be wealthy to 
take a stand and participate in what's, um, you know, needing to be changed. We're all in this together. Through these 66 days initiation, the opportunities that we identify, nourish, and accept as our own convictions become bonds that inspire new breakthroughs and the establishment of new set points for moving forward. Meaning, uh, yeah, you, you get to decide what you're going to be. Um, and through this dark night of the soul, again, what you nourish, what you identify, nourish, and accept as your own convictions become bonds that inspire new breakthroughs and the establishment of new set points for moving forward. That is the, uh, the last bit of my thoughts here for this, for this Mars retrograde cycle. If you've gotten value, like I said, please uh, post about it you know, in the show notes. Um, I'll put a link to the Mars retrograde article in the show notes as well um, and share this with your friends um, or your Facebook community or your other communities uh, or anybody that you think might get value from this. And uh, I'm going to look forward to doing another article or another um, another podcast, another publication here um, soon. So stay tuned on the Survivors to Thrivers channel. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Cheers. <laughs>